episode 25 of Did You Bring the Hummus podcast. I'm Kimberly, your host, and I'm super excited to be here with you today. Did You Bring the Hummus is a podcast to help you go vegan. Every two weeks, I'll share a new episode discussing all things vegan. Most importantly, we'll talk about how to embrace this meaningful decision with fervor and fun. Episodes post every other Monday on your favorite podcast app. Before we get started, I have one very important question for you. Did you bring the hummus? Thanksgiving is fast approaching. I honestly am finding it hard to believe that the end of the year is so near. And as a quick aside, I was just listening to Gay Hendricks' book, The Big Leap. uh, And towards the end, uh, I was struck by these concepts that he presents of Newtonian time and Einstein time. So in Newtonian time, just a a brief overview, in Newtonian time, uh, which is the one that most of us seem to experience and live in, time is limited and outside of ourselves. So we feel like we've only got 24 hours in a day. If only we could make more time, we'll never get everything done. And we feel constantly rushed. However, in Einstein time, we are the source of time. So time is no longer out there, but in here, I'm pointing to myself, by the way, I've definitely been living in Newtonian time, like my whole life. (laughs) But now that this idea of Einstein time has been presented to me, I am going to give that a try. So I'll let you guys know how it goes. Anyway, for the reason we're here today, I'm talking about Thanksgiving. So I did an episode last year about Thanksgiving, but I mean, it comes around every year, so why not keep talking about it? If you search vegan Thanksgiving on Google, the entire first page is just recipes, which honestly is quite helpful given that this is a holiday that is centered around food. That's like all anybody talks about. Yeah, I know it's called Thanksgiving, but how much of that day do we spend with you know, the people that we care about actually talking about or focused on what we're thankful for. I know that in my family, Thanksgiving was very typically just the four of us, my parents, my brother and I. And, you know, as we got older, if we were dating occasionally, uh, whoever we were dating might join us, but it was never the holiday that we spent with extended family. It was very typically just the four of us. And we would do you know, a little round the table, say what we're thankful for before we ate. Uh, We were not a praying family, so we didn't do that, but we did talk about what we were grateful for. But that was it. It was really just those moments. Um, And I think that's pretty common for, for most of us, that we aren't spending all day. And I mean, can you spend all day just talking about what you're thankful for? Maybe that'd be cool. Um, but it, it didn't come up throughout the day or, you know, it wasn't talked about kind of on and off. It was just that those few moments before we started to eat, uh, most of what we think about, almost what we talk about when we're talking about Thanksgiving is uh, the food. What are we eating? Who's bringing what? Uh, will there be anything for me? Will I like what they're having? It better be a traditional Thanksgiving, blah, blah, blah all that stuff, right? So it is very heavily centered around food. Something that I'll just touch on quickly, which really bothers me, and maybe it bothers some of you too, 
is the whole like Black Friday sales starting on Thanksgiving, like people lining up before the Thanksgiving meal even gets cold because the stores are opening and they can't miss a, a big, you know, a great deal or something. And it just, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are people that are thinking like, if I can get this stuff on sale and it will help me bring some joy to my family come the holidays, I'm sure that there are people that feel that way. And, and that's their thought. It allows them to maybe give more because the prices are lower, but my gosh, I don't know. Just the amount of people that have been trampled and harmed, the fights that break out when that, that last um, video game console or whatever is, is grabbed and, and there were, you know, 20 more people online or, you know, a thousand more people online, whatever. I think we're just getting away from the idea of just being thankful for what we have. And sure, some people would say like, well, when you have things, you can be grateful for them. What about people who don't have? And you're right. Like, I'm not in a position to speak from a place where I don't have things. But I think that no matter where we are in life, and please forgive me if if um, if it feels like I'm overstepping, even when life is really super hard, being thankful for whatever we do have. And, and I'm, it doesn't have to be physical items. I'm just thankful for maybe a relationship, for the, the ability to do something. I mean, sometimes some days are just so hard. It's enough to be thankful <laughs> that you woke up and that you showed up for the day. We get away from that so much. To get back to the the basics of human nature and the relationships that we have. And I mean that's humans are you know tribal by nature, right? We we need people around us. It's it's how we operate best. So I guess just try to think about what you, what else you have to be thankful for besides all the things or the ability to go shopping on Black Friday, if that's meaningful, if that's meaningful to you. Well, I've had quite a few tangents already and we're only a couple of minutes in. Cool. Um, <laughs> so for me, considering the focus of Did You Bring the Hummus, one of the things I'm most thankful for is that I found veganism and that I chose to, I've chosen to live this way every day because it fulfills me in a way that I don't think anything else can. It's just so beautiful and comforting and loving and when you get down to what it means being compassionate, opening our eyes and our hearts to some of the hardest things and, and being, you know, brave enough and strong enough to, to sit with it and, and be with it. 
I don't know. I'm so thankful for it. I don't know who I'd be. I can't even imagine that. I don't know that I, that there was any other way for me. And that feels pretty nice. All right. So let's talk about being vegan on Thanksgiving. Let's start. Let's, we've got to talk about the food, right? As I said, it's a very food-centered holiday. Um, so, you know, as a vegan, like, you don't have to eat just side dishes. And you certainly don't need a plate that is just various hues of beige and white um, with the occasional pop of yellow if you like corn. Um, Whether you are, you know, preparing the meal or you're going to someone's home um, or maybe, you know, if you're preparing for a large group or maybe it's just you and, and maybe people, you know, if you live with people, it'll just be a small group. Um, you know, why, why not try something different? Like you don't have to eat the same things that, or, you know, vegan versions of the same things that you grew up eating. I mean, sure. There are tons of great substitutes. Um, Gardein has a really good, um, turkey stuffed turkey. Um, you can get them in, in the little, uh, like it's like a round and you can get it, I think pre-cut in a bag and you can also get like the, the whole roast. Field Roast has two of them, I believe. Tofurky, of course. Um, tofurky with the gravy and everything. Um, and uh, so you can, you can find like a, a turkey substitute if, if you want to. And you can do all the standard traditional sides and potatoes and uh and corn and, and stuffing, that's, if that's your jam, then, you know, do it. But like, you don't, you also don't have to do that. And also no matter what, make sure you have some fresh vegetables. <laughs> like don't, don't overcook the broccoli. <laughs> um, just make sure you have something super fresh, super light. Um, in addition to, uh, all of those other foods that can be so like heavy, you want to, um, it's comfort food, sure, but why not add some greens to it and just make it a little bit more exciting? But also, like, why not look at other cuisines? Maybe make something you've never had before. If you're feeding a bunch of people, I would say, you know, do a test run the week before just to make sure it's something that's good and that you want to serve. Um, but uh, I, um, I actually looked up, I live in New Jersey, right? And we, there was a large Native American population here. And so I I looked up the Lene Lenape tribe lived in this area where I am now. And uh, you can find, just Google, um, you know, a tribe that, that lived in or lives in your area and look at some of their traditional foods. Of course, corn is on there, corn and squash. Uh, so you can certainly make, you know, a dish uh, centered around that. That would be amazing. You stuff some squash with some veggies and uh, maybe some breading and and some corn. Um, <laughs> but I found that, that a really common food uh, was called a journey cake. And cake means bread. So it's not actually like a sweet cake. It's more like a cornbread. And so you can make something like that 
and really kind of honor the indigenous people instead of the traditional story around Thanksgiving. And I'm not, I'm not saying like, you know, try to create a whole Native American um, theme. We want to be careful on um, you know, appropriation is a real thing, uh, but but doing something to honor uh, the people whose land you now live on, uh, and maybe you know just bring in some of their traditional dishes. I mean, some of them are likely vegan just by nature of the way that that um, <clears throat> you know vegetables and breads and stuff were made back then. Um, and if not, you can very easily veganize tons of different recipes. And if you have something that you want to make and you you need some help veganizing it, you know, reach out to me. It's kind of one of my favorite things to do. So I'd be more than happy to help you out with that. Uh, but I think that that would be a really cool thing. And it also will give you something else to talk about with your family. Uh, maybe do just... Do some research on the tribes that lived in your area and maybe have that be a conversation piece. And it doesn't have to be a conversation piece about, um, like, you don't have to get political about it. Maybe just celebrate, um, you know, the culture, um, some interesting facts, uh, maybe open people's minds to maybe do some more research of their own and learn something new about the history of where you currently live. Um, also, by the way, in New Jersey, we are, I don't know how many people know this. I didn't know it. Um, and I grew up here. I didn't know it for a very long time, but New Jersey is, uh, one of the top producers of cranberries as well. So, um, if you're here in New Jersey, I don't know where else they grow cranberries, but, um, and you're going to make something like a journey cake, maybe make some cranberry relish to go on top. Like that would be so amazing. You imagine like cornbread with some cranberry relish. Okay. I'm definitely making that. Um, and if you do like tag me in pictures of food that you make for Thanksgiving, if you're vegan food, tag me and let me know how, how it came out. Like that would be so much fun for me. I would love to see that. Um, so don't be shy and, and definitely definitely do that. Conversation with family. So of course, you know, I just suggested that maybe you talk about kind of the history of where you live now. Um, but also whether it's your first vegan, your first Thanksgiving as a vegan or your 41st Thanksgiving as a vegan, if you are in mixed company, so non-vegans as well, there's likely going to be some conversation around either what you are eating or not eating or what they perceive that you can have or you can't have. And just a quick thought on that. I never say I can't have that. I always say I won't have that. I don't eat that. Um, because it's not a can't. I'm not being restricted. And I think that's an important message to get across, especially if people are starting to challenge you. Oh, you can't eat this. You can't eat that. They're acting like going vegan is taking you away from so many things. But it's not because you are choosing to live a different way. Um, you're, it's, it's not about what you can't do. It's what about what you are choosing to do. I choose not to eat that. I will not eat that. I do not eat that. Um 
you know, same way, like I don't go to the circus, things like that, right? You don't say I can't go to the circus because I'm vegan. You say I don't go to the circus because you don't want to. Um, so it isn't, uh, so just be mindful of that too. Language is really important and people, whether or not they realize it, they pick up on words like that. And those words have meaning, words have meaning. So you have some options, right? If your family is giving you a hard time about, you know, the fact that you aren't eating the foods that have been provided. Um, so you have a couple of options, right? You can engage with them. You know your family members better than than me. So you get to choose. Know yourself as well, though. Are you a person who even wants to engage? Uh, you can change the subject. You can find another or and, you know, find another topic to concentrate on. You can ask your family member to respect your boundaries. If you're not interested in talking about it, you can say something like, hey, I'm not here to talk about veganism. Uh, this is, you know, what I'm eating today. I, I just want to, you know, reconnect the family. A lot of us haven't seen a lot of our family because of COVID. So maybe you could even say, like, I haven't seen you guys in so long. What's going on? And may, bring the conversation back to them. Don't make the veganism the topic of conversation. And so, you know, it can be, it can be tough to decide how to approach that. Um, Dr. Doug Lyle, he's a psychologist, he's vegan, and he's the author of The Pleasure Trap. He suggests, and I, he has a good suggestion, which I think works better for people who are maybe plant-based, or, you know, if you haven't kind of come out and been like, I'm vegan, this is what I'm doing now, if you're still kind of teetering around that, you're not eating any of the animals because you, you've made the commitment yourself, but you're not ready to like declare it to other people, you might want to say something like Dr. Lyle suggests. And he says, tell them that your doctor asked you to try this out um, and you're just seeing how it goes and that so far you like it. But we'll see. You know, you don't have to make it um, a, a heavy thing. And he finds what Dr. Lyle says is that people will usually back off then because to them, they're not feeling judged anymore. So many people feel judged when they find out they're in the presence of a vegan, whether you've done anything or not. Um, so that is, that's something uh, that you, that if that resonates with you, then do that. And if you think your family will respond, give it a try. You don't have to explain yourself to anybody unless you want to. Uh, let's see. Well, if you're also, if you're in mixed company, like you're going to be at a table where there is likely, if not the entire body of an animal, there pieces of it. So you might have to look at that the whole time you eat. If you can, I would say sit as far away from it on the table as you possibly can. Maybe, you know, some families, they don't sit formally at a table or, you know, certain members of the family sit formally at a table and everyone else kind of sits wherever they sit in front of the TV. Maybe they're watching sports or, um, you know, if you, if there's another place that you can go and still be social with some of the people that you're visiting with, maybe you do that so that you're not sitting in front of, um, you know, the, the bodies of, of animals that people are, are eating. I mean, it, it can be hard. It can be so hard between sitting at the table, you know, looking at the body of the animals or 
even just having people rag on you about it. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't have this experience with my immediate family. My immediate family was very accepting um, and didn't, um, they never gave me a hard time about it. I mean, sure, like there have been been jokes and stuff, but they never gave me a hard time about making this choice. Um, Other people I've been at at parties have said things to me, but that, um, but my immediate family, uh, I've been lucky enough not to have to worry about that. But, uh, you know, like if people are ragging on you, like, and you don't have to explain what got you to this point in making this change in your life. So my advice to you is to consider your well-being first. If confrontation isn't your thing, or you know that your family is just trying to make you upset, not engaging in this way can be incredibly powerful and allows you to avoid the damage of fighting with another person. For me, I never want to be the combative vegan. It's just not my approach. Um, I would much rather avoid the argument and just have people simply see me as the happy vegan that I am. Uh, We don't know who else is watching us, right? And who else will see as we show up like this and maybe start to go, oh, you know what? Being vegan really isn't that big of a deal. Being vegan isn't that hard. She seems really happy. Maybe it's a good thing to do. I really love animals. Maybe I shouldn't be eating them either. We don't know. We don't know who we could be inspiring in any moment. We can inspire people just as much with what we don't say as what we do. And when I first went vegetarian, um, I felt that it was my duty to, to fight for the animals by arguing with every person, family or not, who gave me a hard time about it. And so it wasn't, um, you know, as early 2000s, I was not on the internet <laughs> the way people are on the internet today. Uh, so I wasn't arguing with strangers. I was arguing with uh, strangers on the internet. I was arguing with people either in my life or strangers I encountered out in the world. Um, and anyone who gave me a hard time about it, like I would just rail against them. But honestly, it's not my personality. So it wasn't effective. Uh, people just saw me as a pain in the ass. So the people who, uh, who have gone vegan, who are around me, who have gone vegan or are currently reducing the cruelty in their lives, they've done so and every one of them notes a common thread. They never felt judged by me and they always felt safe to ask me questions. So that I found is how I am effective at sharing my veganism and inspiring people. But if you are a person who can effectively argue and you like doing it, please have at it because there are also people who need that, who will never go vegan if they meet a nice vegan like me, who, (laughs) and I'm not saying that someone who argues isn't nice, but, but the, um, you know, to meet a vegan who's just like, I love this. And I think everybody should live this way, but, you know, ask me questions and let's talk about it. Sometimes that doesn't work. Some people need that argument. So please, if you are a person who is effective, please do it because the animals, they need all approaches. They need all people willing to be in their corner and to use the most effective, authentic way about them in order to share that vegan message.
So with that, um, I just, I just want to say, take care of yourself first. And honestly, if, if you know that going to a Thanksgiving gathering is, is not in your best interest, don't go find, find your peace on this day. Don't, don't force yourself into something that really is, is not good for you because the people in our lives and the animals need us to be the best that we can be. And by harming ourselves, willingly harming ourselves by going and visiting with people who are going to hurt us, don't go. You know, people will understand. And if they don't, that's okay too. There's also, you know, with COVID, it makes things a little more complicated. There, you know, I'm sure there were, there are vegan groups that meet up for um, a Thanksgiving potluck. And this way you can surround yourself with people who are living within the same values and feel the same way about um, Thanksgiving that you do. So if you are open to that and that's happening in your area, you might want to look into that as well. I wish you the happiest of holidays. I hope that if you are celebrating Thanksgiving, that you do find some peace and that you find a way to be, you know, comfortable and that you do what's best for you. And if you can advocate for the animals, I hope that you do it in the most authentic and true way that you and only you can. I hope you found this episode helpful and inspiring. Please subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're loving it, please give Did You Bring the Hummus a five-star rating. It's an easy way to keep supporting the show. You are also invited to join my free private Facebook group for fans of the show. You can find the link in the show notes. If you are looking for more support going into Thanksgiving, from food ideas to figuring out a plan to handle your family, join my free two-day vegan Thanksgiving event. You can sign up by visiting my website. Just enter your email and your first name into the pop-up box. I'll be live on both days, sharing stories, tips, and taking your questions. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Did You Bring the Hummus, and visit my website, didyoubringthehummus.com, for more information about me, updates on what I'm working on, new podcast episodes, and all things vegan. I would love to hear from you. What do you need help with? Is there a topic you want to hear covered on a future episode? DM me on Instagram or send me an email at didyoubringthehummus at gmail.com. Don't forget to tag me in those Thanksgiving photos. Thanks for listening. 